Welcome to Happy and Single. I'm your host, Joseph Anderson, and this is episode 10 of Happy and Single. And it's entitled, Wanting Children and Not Having Them, and Having Children and Not Wanting Them. Before we get into that, I just want to say I appreciate you guys bearing with me with my poorer equipment that I had on the road. I'm finally back at home and I've got my studio and I just got a cool new toy that will help hopefully make these sound better. And I've got another cool toy coming tomorrow that will make these sound better. But I really do enjoy this. I really do enjoy sitting down and talking with you guys. And I learn so much when I do it. So it's so cool to hear from you guys when I've had some, some people reach out to me and you know, say how much they've loved this podcast. And that really means a lot to me, especially in, in the beginning days of this podcast. So I want to say thank you so much for that. And feel free to message me on inst- Instagram or pretty much any social media site. I'm the It's Possible guy. And, uh, but I just want to say thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And now let's go ahead and dive in. So where this episode comes from I almost wish I could use some of the recordings I did yesterday, but the recordings were just very poor quality. Where this really comes from, I just returned from spending about almost two and a half months with my nieces and nephews. And being a, 30, a 36-year-old single male and having always wanted to be a father and a husband, when you spend that much time with your nieces and nephews, you develop a certain bond. And altogether last year, I spent like six months with them in the year of 2020, just because the year was so crazy and I didn't have to be anywhere. But you develop a bond. And so when I left and, and drove home on Sunday, I was a wreck. Oh my goodness. I, a lot of times on road trips, I listen to different musicals and sing along to them. And I listened to lots of books. I mean, on the trip out there, I listened to like two or three or maybe even more books on the way out there. But this trip back was so different. And I just, I just missed those little kids so bad. I just wanted to hug them. I just wanted to continue to hold them. Because that's as close right now as I get to experience being a father. And like I said, I've wanted that for so long. And even when I was driving home, there was, right when I left, I just started my version of bawling, which is not very much bawling. I mean, I I cried for like two minutes pretty hardcore, and then I was done. And then later in the day, I cried a few more times. But I think we want not just the kid experience, but the family experience. We want... We want to be parents. We want to be, we want to be husbands or wives. Because that's how this world was meant to be. I mean, even the Bible says men is not meant to be alone. You know, maybe we should take that one to Heavenly Father more and be like, hey, you said men is not meant to be alone. Come on. <laughs> but, but honestly... We don't feel like we're meant to be alone. And so when we are, sometimes it's hard. And now I want to tread on a subject very carefully because I, I don't experience it. But I know everybody has a clock. Like women have, have a general clock of when it's safe to have children. And, but men as well. Like 
most people don't want to have kids when they're like 90 and not be able to hang out and play and do all the fun stuff that you get to do with little kids. So what do we do when we don't get the chance to experience that in this life? What do you do? Heavenly Father blesses us with compensatory blessings. Or in other words, he compensates us with other blessings when we don't have the blessings that we desire. For example, I'm, I'm not a father, but I have had the experience of spending probably between a year, maybe a year and a half, with my nieces and nephews. And, and how many people get the chance to do that? Not very many. I want you to think about what compensatory blessings that you've had in your life as a result of not being able to have children now, ever, or just yet. I think one of the ways that the adversary works on us is he gets us frustrated and upset about what we don't have. And if he can get you frustrated and upset about what you don't have, you're going to miss out on opportunities that are right in front of you. And you're going to miss out on the opportunity to be happy. As I've said many times, I, I waited so many years to allow myself to be a happy single. Because that wasn't my path. That wasn't what I wanted. I never wanted to be a happy single. I just wanted to be married and have the family and etc. I truly believe that Heavenly Father will make up for all of our losses. He will bless you so abundantly in your, whether it's in this life or the next, with what you desire. He really will. And, and the question of asking yourself all the time, why, aren't, why don't I have children? Because... Just because you get married doesn't mean you're going to have children even. Like, I know plenty of good people that, you know, one particular that comes to my mind, I remember sitting and having a conversation with them when they shared with me they couldn't have children. Well, now they have a wonderful, amazing little family. I know other people that have tried for a long time to be able to have children. And, and now some of them have them. But as I'm sure you know as well, there's certain people that really want children and they don't have them. I guess the sooner we, we stop thinking that life has to be fair, and instead of thinking that life has to be fair, thinking that life is what's right, whatever path Heavenly Father is leading you down is right for you. And that's all that matters. So please, rest in this fact that Heavenly Father loves you more than you could possibly imagine. And He is blessing your life in so many ways. Find the compensatory blessings. And you can turn to Him to make things all right. Because I can sit here and tell you, hey, it's okay if you never have children. You can still have a wonderful life. But if that's all you've been waiting for in your entire life, and I come across and say that, I'm just going to sound mean. And all I can say 
is in those times that no earthly words will come close to giving you comfort. You have a Heavenly Father that is always there for you. You can turn to Him. You can talk to Him. You can share your frustrations. He knows what He's doing, even when we don't. And just understand that I love the Scripture, and I think it's very pertinent this year. Forgive my use of pertinent. I don't know where that came from. That's not a word I often use. But it said, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart. And lean not unto thine own understanding. When we trust him that he's driving the car, we can stop stepping and stomping on the imaginary brake like you do with like a driver's ed teacher does. <laughs> Actually, I guess they have a real brake, but like your parents do when they're te first teaching you how to drive a car. He knows what he's doing. Trust that. I think one of the reasons we want children it's because they bring such a source of joy. I think little kids just bring us so much closer to what is real joy. They don't care. They don't care who you are. I remember, I think it was, it's either Conan or Jimmy Fallon or one of those guys. He had a group called Studio C on his show. And it, Maybe it was Jimmy Fallon. And Jimmy Fallon's like, oh my goodness, my kids love you. Like, my kids absolutely love you guys. And Jimmy Fallon's kids thought more about this studio improv group than they did their own dad, who most people think is a pretty great comedian. Like, they don't care that much about some of that stuff. And they bring us back down to earth, too. You can't control them. You learn lessons, you try and, you know, you try to go in with, with awesome plans and you try to help and you try to do the best you can for them. And, and sometimes they work and other times they don't. But I think they are. I think there's such a joy that comes from being around them. Like, what story me and my little nephew, Austin, who's three years old, we were just, he'd, uh, sleep, he'd sleep in my, my bed when I was at my sister's house. And so he'd wake up in the morning and he's always got this big smile on his face when he's waking up. But then we have like these silly little inside jokes. You know, and, and one of them being, uh, you know, when we wake up, sometimes we'll, we'll both, I'll pretend that I'm asleep and he'll go, whoa! <laughs> and then I'll pretend to wake up and he'll do the same thing. There's just such an innocence and a joy in little kids that we haven't seen in a long time in the world. So when you don't have them, you really want them. But, it, but it's almost like I feel all of our emotions, all of our feelings, all of our experiences have almost a half-life. So if you're not familiar with that term, half-life basically means, okay, so today if I have an experience and it's super, super powerful, it's like, whoa, that was amazing. And you feel that the whole day. Well, the next day you feel about half of that. Like, wow, that was a really cool experience. And the next day you feel half of that. Wow, that was a good experience. And, and so on and so forth. Until you finally, the last day, you're like, did I have that experience? Did that even happen? And I feel that works the same positive and negatively, if we allow it to. 
when I left my sister's house for about the first three hours, I thought about just driving back. <laughs> like, I thought about just turning my car around and driving back to my nieces and nephews and staying an extra day or two. But I, mean, I had to get home for some appointments and some, some coaching training this weekend. And I just knew that it would just be harder the next day and the next day. But the funny thing was, I woke up Monday morning in Amarillo, Texas. I was fine. I was totally fine. I didn't have all of those feelings that I'd had most of the day, where I actually drove in silence a lot of the day. Because I was just totally checked out. I mean, sometimes you, you look over and you're like, how did I get here? How did I, how did I pass all those places? And I think sometimes it's, it's just Heavenly Father or our guardian angels just driving our car for us. <laughs> because sometimes that's the only way that makes even close to sense. But we do. We want to be around those little kids. And we get so fixed on our thinking. That thinking that we want that. That we can't concentrate on anything else. And like I said, on, when I drove home, I couldn't concentrate on anything that day. But then it left. That feeling left. And that bad feeling or sad feeling or whatever feeling will always eventually leave. I mean, or it'll eventually go off in half-lives until it's pretty much non-existent. But we get so focused on that feeling. Oh my goodness, I'm feeling the need, the urge to turn back right now. But the next day, it's like, that thought doesn't even really cross my mind. Because when I was in the thick of being with my nieces and nephews, I couldn't focus on a lot of the projects that I had. My little nephew, Austin, I love him to death, but he will also pound the door the entire time when I'm not with him sometimes. And so there's this double-edged sword, but we only remember the sharpest edge depending on the moment. We only, we, only we only focus on the sharpest edge that's cutting us in the very moment, even if it's just slightly cutting us. It's like, oh my goodness, I, I wish that Austin would go play or something so that I can get some work done. To the point of, oh man, now I have all this time in the world to do this work and no desire. Well, if we let our feelings just course through us, almost like we just let rivers run. We don't name rivers good or bad. Sometimes they have currents. Sometimes they have rapids. Other times they're barely moving at all. Our, our emotions are a, are a river. And when we don't get so tied to them and attached to them, it do, it's not as big of a deal. It's when we start tying things to those that it makes it a big deal. We start tying those, those feelings and thoughts of, oh my goodness, I'm sad that, I'm, I, don't have any that I'm, I don't have any kids. And it's like, well, and I'm never going to have that opportunity. <sighs> I don't understand why you've been dealt the cards you've been dealt in your life. Heck, I don't understand the reason I've been dealt the cards I've been dealt in my life. But the Lord does. He really does. And I can promise you from somebody that sat around and pined for years, 
pining being sit around and wait for what you want to happen until it happens before you do anything else. As someone that did that for years, it doesn't work and it doesn't even make you happy. I mean, my, my thinking was so silly that, but it made sense at the time to me. It's like, well, if I have nobody to share it with, what's the point of having a ton of money? Or even like any money <laughs> to go live our adventure. I shared on one of the recent podcasts of how sitting down and thinking of what I wanted to do, to do this year took a long time because I wasn't even sure. I, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure what I even wanted. And then you start sitting around and thinking, you're like, well, I could really use some new hockey gear. I could really, if I had an awesome year, I'd really love to buy a, buy a pinball machine. Like, there's so many things that we want that we tell ourselves that we can't have because we're so trapped in this thing of wanting what we can't have. Well, on the flip side, as I said, we're only paying attention to the, the sharpest edge that's cutting us. Of so the other side of that sword being having, having children and not wanting them. If you're a single parent, this is the closest I've got for you is basically the time I spend with my nieces and nephews. And especially if you have a lot of kids, like my sister has many, many, many children. <laughs> and if you have a lot of kids, like it can be super challenging. Like you're, I don't know, like now that I'm, now that I'm home, you know, you think about different things that you'd love to do with each of those kids, but sometimes in the moment you're just surviving. <laughs> You're just, you're just trying to survive and spend a little bit of time with each of them the best that you can. That's all that you're doing. <laughs> and at least that's all I was doing. And one thing that I found is super helpful, just as a side note, you know, it's just pausing. You know, and even in your morning visualization, spending a few minutes thinking what you love to do with your, ch with your children. Because especially as we get older, the days seem to go so quickly. If you take the time to decide where you want your day to go at least a little bit, then you're going to have a lot better odds of getting it there. But the first thing we do when we wake up is we look at online social media. We, you know, look at what our friends ate yesterday. We look at all of these different things that they get our stimuli going crazy. We turn on loud music. And, and I do plenty of those things also. But like this morning, for example, I just didn't have a desire to do a lot of that. I mean, I did turn on music later in the day and I listened to some books. But I just didn't have that desire. Like I, I had this desire to be in this quiet space that I've just felt like I've been in for, you know, a little bit of yesterday and a little bit of today. A good quiet space. You know, as something Matthew McConaughey said that I listened to yesterday, he basically said, he was talking about the roads less traveled, and he said about going into the directions that you don't normally. If you're an introvert, go try being an extrovert. If you're an extrovert, try being an introvert. And he even shares an experience of how in, he was a foreign exchange student in Australia, and he lived with this awful family that was just 
you know, super crazy. But because of that, and, and like also in the middle of nowhere in Australia, not like, you know, near a cool city or town or anything. And so he was forced to just spend time with him. Some of the best time that I've ever spent is, is with myself. The best time for myself also. I mean, I learned so much as I'm doing that. There's a power in that because it's in the quiet moments that Heavenly Father is able to speak to you. Now, how do you find those quiet moments when you have children running around all the time? You take a lot of bathroom trips. I'm just kidding. But no, seriously, sometimes you do. Like you find you find different ways to have a little bit of space. And if you're that parent that turns on cartoons for their children, often I get it. <laughs> with with my little nephew Austin, if I wanted to get anything done, he I would have to turn Paw Patrol on for him. And, and then he would watch it for hours. It's amazing how little kids can watch the same show, like the exact same show on repeat, the same three or four or ten episodes in a, lo- in a row, over and over and over, and then be mad when you turn it off. Because they're like, I want to watch it. And you're like, why? <laughs> but like, one thing I did at times is I'd wake up earlier. Not very often. And then sometimes I'd wake up earlier and my little nephew would wake up just as early. <laughs> so you're just like, what do I do? I don't know the answer. But I do know that, that Heavenly Father and that inner voice, that still small voice inside of you can teach you what the answer is for you. Go ask. Ask your source and say, say Heavenly Father, like, How can I find a little bit of quiet time for me to be able to figure out my life, to be able to figure out what I want? It's almost like we all get on this roller coaster ride that just keeps going around and around and around and around with the same perceived highs and the same perceived lows. Even though every few minutes, as roller coasters do, it gives us the opportunity to get off. If you're freaking out, if you're frustrated right now, you do not have to... You do not have to settle for that. You can get off that roller coaster at any given time you like. You're not a horrible parent if you turn on cartoons and things for your kids. Heck, to be honest, I think some of the funnest times I had, I'm a, I'm, I'm a touchy-feely guy. Well, with the right people. The wrong person touches me, I'll kill him. But <laughs> with the right people, like I'm, I'm totally a physical touch guy. And... So having like, you know, my little nieces and nephews just lying there next to me watching a, watching a movie, that's amazing. I mean, if it hadn't been for them, I probably would have watched Mandalorian. <laughs> Parents with children, you're doing so much better than you think you are. It is the crazy leprechaun voice in your head 
that says you're never going to be enough. You never are enough. And you never will be enough. Those thoughts paralyze us. It is much different to have an attitude of, I did really good today, then I can't, I can't believe how many times I messed up. I mean, I can tell you how many times I, I messed up even with my, with my own nieces and nephews. Like, you just do. You get frustrated. Sometimes you yell. Because sometimes they don't listen. Because they're little kids. And guess what? You were one too. And you turned out okay. Hopefully. <laughs> Unless you're like a serial killer, killer listening to this or something. But I'd say for the most part, you probably turned out okay. Your kids are going to be fine. It's okay to take time for you. Now, if your kids especially are a little bit older, then one thought you can actually have set aside quiet time where they work on their stuff and you work on your stuff. I mean, for a little while now, I've thought about that. When I Eventually, when I do find the right girl and get married... Of having that quiet, almost talent time for just like an hour every day. Where the parents also get to work on what they want. Because guess what? As you know, I know parents have dreams and goals and you know all kinds of things that they want to do. It's okay to take time for you. Like, you take time for work. And you're like, well, I already took all this time for work. I can't sacrifice any more time for my children. Yes, you can. Because number one, they don't want to be around you all the time. And number two, you're, when you do stuff that puts you on fire, they're going to feel that. And it's going to be so much more beneficial for them than you sitting by them holding their hand all day every day. Now, Continuing down this road of this other edge of this two-edged sword, as I was feeling when I drove home from leaving my nieces and nephews, I know plenty of single parents that split time with their kids feel almost just super sad and lonely during that time. That's okay, first of all. And if you're interested, I also want to give you a different perspective. You know that your children are going to be back in your care soon enough. And if your ex is a horrible person, as some of my friends' exes are, then trust that Heavenly Father will take care of them. And if He invites you and inspires you to do something related to them, then do it. And if not, then take the time for you. Remember, they're coming back. As I shared one of the thoughts that I had, this was just probably a week ago or so. I did. I, I just, I started thinking that if I worked really hard during the time that I wasn't with my nieces and nephews, that I would be able to create a greater level of income that when I do go back there, I'm able to hang out and play and have fun with them. And I imagine some of the really cool things that I'd love to do. My little niece loves, ho loves horseback riding. I could take her horseback riding. 
and I could provide each of my other nieces and nephews with what they need or what they desire in order to help them get better at whatever their chosen hobbies and talents are. I could be able to reward them more as they continue to work in the direction that they want and desire to go. Money does create opportunities. That's just the way it is. And when we don't have any, we sometimes freak out. Now, ironically, because you know, 2020 was a crazy year and it's a rough year for me financially uh, with everything going on. And so I didn't have as much as I normally would have spent on each of my nieces and nephews. And the coolest thing happened. I was basically able to get each of them a, a pretty decent gift for that I was just kind of led to. There's a scripture that I love that says, and I was led beforehand, not knowing the things which I should do. I was led by the Spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. And I think when we allow ourselves, we're led. We're always led. I know there is such a love that comes from each of your children when they're with you. That when they leave, it's like a piece of your heart leaves too. I get it. To the best that I can. But Heavenly Father can really make up those feelings. He can give us that peace. He can give us that joy. He can give us the courage and strength to go forward when only part of us wants to. There's another thought I had when I was talking to another friend. And it basically said, as we, as we serve our current circle of influence, to the best of our ability, eventually our circle will, our sphere of influence will expand. Do the best that you can with what you have right now. And like I said, you're, you're doing so much better than you think you are. What do you want to do? This is your life too. And in those off weeks from having your children, that's your time for you. And you can do amazing things during that time. You can go have fun. You can go play. You can go to dinner with friends. You can go enjoy yourself. You can go have the time of your life. We need to stop worrying about all the things that we can't control. Now, also, if you're a parent that has children all the time, like I know some of my friends have lost their spouses, like passed away, then I really, really respect the work that you are doing. Don't be afraid to ask friends and family members and other people to help out. They will take care of your kids. They will not hurt them. And just trust that and understand that. It's okay to ask for help. 
Because a lot of times your friends don't know that you need it. And what a cool experience for them to get to be with children. And if they're offering the help, then they, like, they usually like children because most people that are not fans of children would never offer to help. You don't have to be Wonder Woman or Wonder Man. <laughs> Wonder Man, that's funny. Answer whatever thing that makes sense there. But you don't have to be Wonder Woman. Just be you. Just be the incredible person that you are. Make time for you. Go have fun. I know many of my friends feel so stressed about being the perfect mother. You're never going to be perfect. So you might as well have fun screwing up on the way. I mean, goodness, when I was a kid, my parents left me alone at the age of like, I don't know, probably at times 9, 10, mostly, you know, the 11, 12 age. I was fine. My, my parents left me and my sister at my grandma's house for almost an entire summer one time. <laughs> or probably at least to what felt like us an entire summer. When, I mean, at least for me, like when I get married, I want to take, you know, retreats with just my wife. And leave the kids? It's okay. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Because usually the people that... The people that you're going to ask for help are going to get almost as much, if not more, of it than you. It's like sometimes, you know, I, I could just tell, you know, recently that <clears throat> my sister needed... Some help. I mean, she had all her kids at home and she's got a ton of kids. And her husband was working from home, but has, you know, a, a pretty intense job. And she just needed some help. And I went back there to help her. Which honestly, at first, looked like a massive inconvenience for me. Like things were going super well. I was picking up awesome momentum. And I would not trade that for the world. Oh my goodness, I had such an amazing experience just being there and learning and growing and having fun and getting to be almost as close as getting to pretend to be a father is probably a good way. It's almost like I love the Mary Martin version of Peter Pan. And they just play make-believe. They're like, all right, Peter, you be the father. I'll be. And Wendy's like, all right, I'll be the mother. And Peter's like, all right, whatever. Like, I get to make believe that I'm not really a father, but kind of. Just be there that close and be able to help and serve. Do not be afraid to ask for help. And when those times get too hard, when you get too sad about not having your kids, go to your source. Go to your Heavenly Father. He'll provide you comfort. He'll who metaphorically drive the car when you can't drive. It's like that great song by Carrie Underwood, Jesus, take the wheel. I can't do it anymore. When my kids are here, I just can't do anything. He will lead you. He will guide you. He will strengthen you. And you don't even have to, All you have to do is look. Like the children of Israel did in... <clears throat> 
with, with Moses. He said, all you got to do is look at this stick. Look at this staff. Just look up. Just look up. And if all you can muster is say, God, Heavenly Father, I need help. And it will come. You don't have to be superhuman. Don't be afraid to ask for help. I, I think children can really test us. But one thought I had recently, if you're feeling overwhelmed, you're just caught up in, in the feeling of your thinking. Because in the present moment, there is no hard or easy. There just is. Now, there's, there's a, a great joke that says, there was a, a, a man goes to see, he, this uh, leader goes to see the prime minister. And he walks in and the prime minister, and they're talking. And this man comes in and he's kind of freaking out and yelling and screaming. And the prime minister says, sir, would you kindly remember rule number six? The man instantly composes himself and leaves. And then they continue talking for a while. And after another while, another man comes in. And this man's even freaking out more than the first. The prime minister says, Sir, would you kindly remember rule number six? The man instantly composes himself. And the, you know, the leader and the prime minister carry on with their conversation. And f then this woman comes in and she's throwing herself around the room wildly and freaking out beyond all the other guys. And the prime minister says, Would you kindly remember rule number six? And the woman instantly composes herself. And the leader that's meeting with the prime minister is like, My goodness! Prime Minister, would you tell me what is this rule number six? And the Prime Minister looks and smiles and he says, Easy, don't take yourself so gosh darn seriously. And, and, the, and then the leader asks him, he's like, well, what are the other rules? The Prime Minister's like, there aren't any. There aren't any other rules. Stop taking yourself so gosh darn seriously as a parent. You're killing the joy. And stop thinking you got to be perfect, because you're not. And odds are, the more you mess up as a parent, the better, you're gonna, the better your kids are going to be off. Because they're going to see that you're human, and they're going to allow themselves to be human. And if you, I can't think of a, a more powerful lesson you can teach a kid. You know, I've, I feel this podcast today has just been all over the place, probably because I'm only comparing my experience a little bit and what I've experienced being not really a parent, but just an uncle. And so I'm, I'm sure hoping that you guys got something out of, out of this today. Really, stop, t stop being so hard on yourself. You're doing an amazing job. And just keep up the great work. You know, and, and if you're really struggling, feel free to reach out to me on social media at the It's Possible Guy. And also, if you found value in this podcast today, please share it with people. I have felt very strongly about doing this podcast to the specific group of single people and helping them be happy. 
And the, the more we get our thinking out of the way that tells us how awful we're doing, the better, we're, the better we'll do. Because will this be in the moment and will this be present? So share it with people. And like I said, if you want to hear any specific topics that you'd love to hear on, then feel free to reach out. Go out and live your adventure. Thank you.